Welcome to Say When, a podcast for anyone who's had enough of restrictive diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or believing they can never be worthy or valued until they reach their ideal weight. Had enough? Then it's time to say when. I'm Holly Toscanini, a certified health coach and chronic dieter. I coach women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. Does this sound like you? If so, I'm glad you're here. This non-diet approach to health is important because it allows you to stop wasting precious time and energy trying to change yourself to fit some unrealistic ideal of beauty. Plus, it speaks to your underlying desire to feel valued and worthy just as you are. Ready to learn more? Let's get started. Hi, Holly Toscanini here, and welcome. Now, if you're listening to this episode, you clearly want to know more about how to change your relationship with food and your body image. See, learning the impact diet culture has had on you and then rejecting that diet mindset can be challenging, and sometimes it can be pretty uncomfortable. So tell me, when you make a mistake, do you beat yourself up or are you compassionate with yourself? Now, as you begin the practice of intuitive eating, it's also critical to establish a habit of self-compassion. Having compassion for yourself is really the key to successfully navigating this journey with ease and grace. So first, let's define self-compassion, and then I'll lead you through a guided body scan meditation to help you cultivate compassion for yourself. So what is self-compassion anyway? It really means having a neutral view of yourself and your behaviors. It's associated with well-being and increased feelings of happiness. Self-compassion helps people overcome any guilt they may feel because of their eating choices, too. Now, this is because self-compassionate people, they don't beat themselves up when they make mistakes. It's easier for them to admit their vulnerabilities and imperfections, and that can help change some unproductive behaviors and take on new challenges like intuitive eating. Practicing self-compassion means acknowledging our pain and even our suffering, and at the same time, honoring and accepting our basic humanness and being able to care for ourselves with warmth and kindness. Now, our limiting beliefs and all that negative self-talk can get in the way of experiencing self-compassion. See, these thoughts and beliefs can magnify negativity and then neutralize any positive experiences that you have. Now, this leads to automatically blaming yourself when things go wrong and always assuming the worst or catastrophizing things. These thoughts, they're so automatic, we don't even realize how hard we're being on ourselves. And it's not just that these limiting beliefs and negative thoughts add to our feelings of guilt or shame, that they also increase that self-critical voice. And they've been associated with increased depression, anxiety, and even been associated with eating disorders. So instead of criticizing yourself for any of the imperfections you think you have, what if you were able to cultivate some self-compassion by turning up the volume on that inner voice that's understanding and compassionate. Now, according to self-compassion pioneer Kristen Neff, there are three components of self-compassion. There's self-compassion versus self-judgment, common humanity versus isolation, and mindfulness 
versus over-identification. So let's break those down a little bit. Self-kindness versus self-judgment. Self-compassion is no different from the kindness, respect, or concern we show others, except it's directed at ourselves. Self-compassionate people recognize that being imperfect, failing sometimes, and experiencing the difficulties life always throws your way is just inevitable. So they tend to be gentle with themselves when confronted with painful experiences instead of getting angry when life lets them down. You see, people can only sometimes be or get exactly what it is that they want. And when this reality is denied or if we fight against our suffering, it just increases stress, frustration, and self-criticism. Now, when we accept this new reality with sympathy and kindness, we experience greater emotional balance and we're able to practice avoiding those self-abusive thought patterns like comparing ourselves to others and setting unrealistically high standards, you know, perfectionism. So common humanity versus isolation. See, when things go wrong, we often get frustrated. And when things aren't perfect, that brings on a lot of irrational thoughts like, gosh, I'm the only person suffering or I'm so stupid. I'm the only one who always makes these mistakes. And that's just not true. All of us suffer. Being able to make mistakes is actually the definition of being human. And well, not the exact definition, but it's right up there. It means you're vulnerable and you're imperfect. Guess what? So is everybody. So you can see how self-compassion involves recognizing that suffering and fallibility are all a part of our shared human experience. It doesn't happen to just you alone. Mindfulness versus over-identification. Now, mindfulness is a self-compassion practice that encourages us to be in the present moment instead of worrying about the past or worrying about the future. It's all about observing your thoughts instead of suppressing them or, I don't know, identifying with them too much. Self-compassion requires taking a balanced approach to your negative emotions so that feelings aren't suppressed or exaggerated. Now, this allows you to observe your negative thoughts and any negative emotions you're feeling with openness and it helps you be clear so that they're not so that they're held in this mindful awareness you're not constantly judging all of the things that you're feeling or thinking mindfulness is a non-judgmental state when you observe your thoughts and feelings as they are without trying to deny them or suppress them now we can't ignore our pain and feel compassion for it at the same time now Mindfulness also requires that we not be over-identified with thoughts and feelings so that we can resist getting caught up by that negative reactivity and that negative thought pattern, that endless loop that kind of keeps going on and on and on in our heads. Now, in order to cultivate self-compassion, we want to start by practicing awareness, acceptance, and understanding. Like any new habit, self-compassion takes practice, and chances are you're going to make a mistake or two along the way. So here's something to try when that happens. First, just become aware of what you're feeling. It can be challenging to identify the things that we're feeling sometimes, so giving yourself permission to just sit down and name the thing that it is you're feeling can be so empowering. So try taking a 90-second pause and notice, am I feeling annoyed or frustrated or upset with myself? And then try not to judge those feelings. Simply pause, breathe, and be patient and be aware that these feelings exist. And then, 
as you ride that wave of emotion, accept that this is totally normal. Everyone feels this way sometimes. Everybody makes mistakes. Tell yourself that it's okay to feel this way. Accepting that making mistakes is just a normal part of life and that you're not alone, or that other people have experienced the same thing of you, that the same things that you've experienced, it's really empowering. And then just be understanding and practice self-compassion. Ask yourself, what do I need right now? How can I help myself? Or maybe even ask, what can I learn from this situation? Now, as you experience intuitive eating and you move through this process, being able to identify the emotions that you're feeling is critical in addressing issues with emotional eating, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing, actually. We'll get into that another time. My point is, if I feel like I'm eating because of an emotion, I'm going to stop, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to identify what that emotion is. And before I pick up something to eat, I'm going to ask myself, what do I really need right now? How can I help myself? What can I learn from this situation? I guarantee the more you practice, the easier it gets. So practice every single day. Self-compassion works best when it becomes a habit that replaces those old automatic habits of self-criticism. And to make this happen, we have to practice self-compassion every day. You can intentionally move your body. You can be compassionate by eating nourishing and satisfying foods. You can practice compassion by just going outside and relaxing. You can meditate or just take a break and play with your pet or your kids. It might feel kind of awkward at first to be compassionate with yourself, but just remember to take it slow. Be kind. Be aware of what your mind is telling you and listen to what your body is giving you information about. And then recognize That being self-compassionate will feel difficult at times, but trust me, it does get easier. Learning to listen to your body, learning to identify the emotions that you have, all of this is part of becoming an intuitive eater. And it's all part of learning to change your mindset when it comes to how you feel about eating and about moving. Moving your body, that is. (laughs) Now that you understand what self-compassion is, Sit back and relax as I take you through a guided meditation that can help you cultivate a little more compassion for yourself. Let's do a mindfulness practice called the compassionate body scan. You may want to sit on a chair with your back upright and relaxed, or maybe on a meditation cushion, or you may even want to just lie on the floor in what's known as the corpse pose in yoga. Once you get yourself situated, we'll begin. Start first by getting in touch with your body, how it feels right here in this present moment. See if you can feel the weight of your seat on the cushion or of your back on the floor or the chair. Just notice the entire field of the body sensation. Any prickling, tingling, heaviness, 
pressure or lightness you may feel. Just feel your body just as it is right now. What we're going to be doing is moving our attention and awareness to different parts of the body, sweeping from the crown of the head down to the toes and back again. As we go through different parts, giving ourselves compassion for any pain or tension we may feel there, or perhaps any feelings of shame or inadequacy that we have about certain body parts. Starting with the crown of your head, just notice what sensations are there. See if you can tune in to that point just between the air above your head and where your skull starts. Again, is there any tingling or sensation there? If so, just notice it. If not, that's fine too. Then become aware of your facial muscles. We have hundreds of muscles in our face and they work very hard for us expressing our emotions, some of which are quite painful. These emotions, if you feel any sensation, any tension or stress in any of your facial muscles, just try relaxing and soothing them. Maybe imagining caressing your face with your awareness, being grateful for how hard our facial muscles work for us. Then become aware of the back of your head. Do you feel any sensations there? If you have any sort of headache or pain, just being kind, tender, compassionate to the fact that you aren't feeling perhaps as well as you'd like, or if there's no sensation there, just feel whatever's happening right now. Now become aware of how your neck feels. Again, any tension, burning, tightness. Our neck often holds our, well, first of all, holds up our heavy head and it holds a lot of tension, especially if you're sitting at a computer or your desk all day. So just relaxing the neck muscles and soothing and comforting any points of pain you may be experiencing. Dropping down into your shoulders, there's a lot of emotional tension, fear, stress held in our shoulders. We almost always feel some sort of pain and tension there. First, just notice what you feel. What's the sensation like? Hot? Cold? Tight? Stabbing? Dull? Take a moment to have compassion for the stress of being shoulders in your body. 
they take on a lot for us and just soothing and comforting any feelings of pain or discomfort you may have. Now bring your attention down so that you're aware of your upper back, your shoulder blades. Again, feeling any tension that's there, any discomfort, allowing it to be as it is. Hot, cold, sharp, soft, but using our awareness to acknowledge any pain and to soothe that area of the body. I want you to mentally imagine getting a little bit of a massage in your shoulder blades. Then become aware of your chest area, the seat of your heart, where emotions are often felt very intensely, including difficult ones like grief or disappointment. Try to notice how the physical sensations in your chest are manifesting. Is the sensation moving? Is it buzzing? Is it tight? Just simply notice what's there and relax around it. Comfort yourself for any pain you might be feeling in your chest. Just as a mother might caress a child who's feeling discomfort, take the same attitude with your awareness. Now, focus your attention on your stomach area, your gut. A lot of difficult emotions get stored here, including fear, have some judgments about our stomach. Maybe it's not quite as flat as we'd like it to be or as toned. First, just focus on the actual sensations of your stomach. Is there any movement? Maybe you're digesting food. Do you feel any tension or any physical discomfort? Then also ask, are any feelings coming up of inadequacy or non-acceptance of being exactly who you are in this moment? Whatever arises, you're going to take a very calm, comforting, loving stance toward this part of your body we often have so much difficulty with maybe even sending some appreciation for the very hard task of digesting our food and allowing us to be alive. Just relax and soften your stomach. Now turn your awareness towards your lower back. There are very big muscles there that are needed to keep us upright. If you feel any tension, Try to relax that part of your body. Consciously soothe and comfort any aches or pains you might feel. Sometimes it's hard to be in this human body with its limitations. We can be kind to ourselves in this moment. 
Now bring your awareness down to your pelvic area. Again, a lot of tension is often stored here. We don't even pay attention to it. We often avoid paying attention to this part of our body. Just notice what feelings are there. Is there any discomfort or tension? If so, take a deep breath, and as you release it, relax. If there are any emotions that come up for you that are difficult, again, take a very soothing, compassionate approach towards this part of your body, just allowing it to be as it is. seat itself. If you're sitting, this will be easy because you'll feel the tension of your buttocks on the chair or the cushion. And also, if you're lying down, you may feel some tension there as well. Just notice what feelings are there. If there's any tightness or tension. Soothing and relaxing this part of your body. associated with this area, perhaps not accepting this part of your body, it not being exactly as you'd like it to be, which I think is probably true for most of us, just having compassion for the fact that we're imperfect human beings, just accepting that with an open heart. Let's now move back up to our arms, and we're going to do each of them individually. Start with your right side, your right arm at the top, the shoulder blade, the top of your arm, and the upper bicep. What does your upper arm on the right side feel like now? there that often get strained, lifting and holding things. So by soothing any tension or discomfort, relaxing, caressing it with our awareness kindly. Now, to your lower right arm, just gently noticing what you feel there. Now your right wrist and fingers on your hand. We have an amazing number of bones in this part of our Especially with the increased use of computers and, and smart gadgets, these get worked over and over and over again. So just notice, do you have any tension there? Any feelings of discomfort? If so, again, just soothe. Comfort yourself. Have compassion for any pain you might be feeling. Now, if there's no discomfort, just rest in the peacefulness of being free of pain. Then shifting your attention to focus on your left upper arm and shoulder. Noticing how your muscles feel. Is there any tension there? Kindly stroking your arm with your awareness. Comforting yourself. And dropping down into your lower left arm sensations to be just as they are. 
flexing your muscles, appreciating how hard your fingers work for you and the freedom it gives you. Now shift your focus to your right upper leg. Very big muscles here are thigh muscles. What do you feel right now in this area of your body? See if you can relax this muscle even more. Now if you notice any discomfort or tension, kindly soothing and comforting this part of your body. And then moving down to your right calf and shin, the lower part of your leg. Feeling the muscles soften around any tension. And finally, focusing on your right foot. It's surprising the amount of tension and stress that gets stored in our feet. A lot of pressure gets put on them. So take a moment to appreciate your right foot. It allows you to walk, to run, to dance. So relaxing and soothing any feelings of pain that arise. Maybe giving yourself a gentle mental foot massage.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who've had enough of diet culture and are ready to get on with their lives. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, send me a DM through Instagram at Holly Toscanini, or you can find me on my website, hollytoscanini.com. Thanks for joining me.